This podcast was recorded in 2018. Welcome to Juniper Tree Presents Unvoiced After Show. I'm Aaron and we are joined today by the director and performers of the thought-provoking radio adaptation of Top to Bottom, Georgia Leanne Harris, Edward Tidy, Nick Salmon, Joseph Blunt and our very own Louisa Smith. Hello! Thank you so much for joining us tonight, guys, and we have just finished recording the episode. How have you found it? Oh, it was great. It was nice. It was good. It was lovely. It's a very different experience from anything that I've done before, so it was really nice to be in a room with a lot of other people just, that I like spending time with. Nice to be in a room with people. Yeah, just being you know, in a room with other people. You know, just, just spending time with people. I don't get out very much. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be in the wall. Yeah. Oh, okay, so one person we haven't really necessarily heard that much from so far is, of course... Georgia Leanne Harris. Georgia is currently an, the associate director at the White Bear Theatre and the artistic director of Tripped Theatre Company. Yeah. Do you want to tell Ooh. us a bit about that? Yeah, um, sure. Um, so Tripped, I started um, when I was at university because I had a ridiculous idea that I wanted to take a show to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and it was terrible and awful and no one should ever hear of the first show that I ever, I ever did because it was that bad. Can we, can we right find now. it anywhere? Uh, I mean, you definitely can. Oh um, my God, yes. yes. Um, but, Season two. But no, um, I, yeah, I set it up kind of on my own um, and took a ragtag bunch of students up to Edinburgh and it was awful. But then it got better and we massively learned from it and have now done like six shows kind of in Edinburgh, in York, and now in London, because that's where I live. Um, and Ooh. we, um, and also I work at the White Bear. Um, I've been working there since it reopened, so it had a massive refurbishment um, last year, the year before last. Yes, the year before last, at the end of 2016. Um, and I've been working there since kind of either putting on my own shows there, which has been awesome, or um, just kind of helping run the joint, basically. Cool. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's that's a fantastic and quite succinct. Tell us a little bit about like, the hero. Four the facts. It's almost <laughs> as if you've done that multiple times before. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> so you've worked with other directors like Rupert Graves yep. before. Um, so who you sort of assisted recently on the ungrateful biped? Yeah, which originally I read as the ungrateful bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Much the same. Oh, okay, all right. Um, yeah, no, I, he was at the White Bear. It was his first time he's ever directed something in a theatre um, because he's he's known for being an actor, um, and it was his kind of first go at it. And it was really interesting because the, it was a one man show, and the guy who was the lead actor. Um, in the one man show the only man in it <laughs> um, and all the supporting cast as well. but kind of he he made his name as a director so they kind of swapped um which was really interesting oh, to kind cool. of be in the room with um and they were both completely mental um so it was actually kind of amazing i'm sure they're going to yeah. really thank you for saying yeah. that on like international no, they, radio they be... definitely agree <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah. So it's as fine. long as we don't get any like aggressive comments on this podcast, being like, I don't, I don't know, that might be a good way to like generate <laughs> the podcast a rating yeah. system. Create yeah, a yeah. comment to Right, Rupert Gray is out ten. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he was awesome. The whole yeah. thing was actually really good fun. Um, unfortunately, Rupert had to like fly out. Uh, to China to do a film like the mm. opening night of the show no way so essentially it kind of became me <laughs> just being like well I'll give you notes but uh, yeah okay <laughs> yeah. this is mine now yeah. um, so yeah it was really good fun awesome yeah 
Okay, so this was originally obviously a stage play, and so we've got pretty much the exact same original cast in the room. Yeah. So how was it kind of comparing directing the play compared to directing a bunch of people just sat in a very small box room? Stood. Stood. <laughs> Stood. Yeah. You're really bitter about the stage. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not His bit, knees aren't what they used to be. I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm just bitter. glad we're sitting down now. <laughs> we'd, like to, we'd like to clarify that Nick is a very tall man, and so standing for long periods of time does affect him. And I've got very unhappy biceps or whatever that are weighing me down. Or, 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 <laughs> <laughs> biceps the ungrateful biceps. The ungrateful biceps. Just weighing that, you down. That, that, I'm very grateful now because they're leaning on this chair. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I have no idea what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question was, it was it's basically the exact same cast that you had when you did the stage play originally. Yes. So how does it compare now g- directing a bunch of people who are unhappy about standing up? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, no, it is it is super different and we kind of had to like go through it and work out which bits kind of wouldn't work visually, uh, not it not being visually um, and stuff like that. But... Um, I mean, it's the same. It's the same beast. It's the it's the same script and stuff. It's just, I guess, it's quite difficult for me to kind of completely just concentrate on like what it sounds like because I find myself like reading along and then going, oh wait, hang on, no, I need to just purely be listening to this um, rather than like watching them and sort of where they're sat and where they're moving and what space they're occupying. It's completely taken away. So yeah, it was it was different, but it was kind of fun. I mean, I've never done anything like this before so it was really good fun okay so i mean what can you say for sort of young aspiring directors could to would be able to do in i'm gonna say that again so what could you say (laughs) so what would you possibly say that maybe young aspiring directors could be able to do to get more of their work seen and also possibly to you know push their work forwards and sometimes help read stories along yeah um i think it's really important just to bother people like that <laughs> seriously just hassle just, them <laughs> hassle them seriously yeah. though like i i am associate director at the white bear purely because i happened to write to the artistic director at exactly the right time but, like mm. and i wrote to him and mm. went hey can i do some script reading and he replied going hey do you want to direct something and i went yeah I do um and that was basically how that started and i've been mm. there for years like there's so many scratch nights and and like opportunities to just submit stuff, just write to stuff. Most fringe theatres in London run one or two night slots. It's just a case of finding finding them and finding out about them and, and trying to get stuff on. Okay. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, that's... <laughs> okay. No, so it's mostly... So what you've kind of said there is uh, if you just hassle people... To the point in a, that, in a polite way of hassling. In a people. polite way, I'm, I'm polite. not in any way endorsing like harassment here. <laughs> like, okay, it's what's, good a, to know. what's the professional version of harassment? Then? Um, letters. Letters. Write letters. Handwritten letters. Sit, legit handwritten letters. Like I, you type letters, you type emails. No one reads them. Yeah. Handwrite a letter, you get a meeting. Fair. In my experience, that is a golden piece of advice. It is a golden piece of advice, and I'm mm. slightly upset that I shared it. I was going to say, <laughs> now your you are permanently out. out for a job. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm never ever going to get employed again now. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I- I could add to that further. I know there's a really good like wax stamp and seal place near the right. British Museum. Oh, if if wow. writing them would get you a meeting, a wax seal and stamp, what would that get you? Goodness knows. <laughs> no kidding you. There's a guy, Nick Harris, at 
our uh, at, at Mountview who was with us but on the MT bit. he's actually going to yeah. be in um, the is first he? episode of this podcast he has been in the first episode oh podcast, right so yeah so he, he well he might be now able to, to tell you now more to about embarrass, it now to embarrass him <laughs> later it's three episodes later he probably got a, like a special pen and like a stamp yeah. I think it was like a, is a really fancy uh, sort like of gold stamp thing I was thought and you were going to he's very good at yeah. pestering but in a good way yeah and he works what was it on the one show or something like that behind the scenes yeah. and the, he's hand written or how do you say it hand wrote hand written hand written yeah. he had a hand written letter <laughs> to Kenneth Branner who was on the sofas and he sort of managed to get it into his dressing room and I think Kenneth Branagh sort of said I'm really impressed by your letter it's handwritten. it's old school mm-hmm. it's like all this stuff yeah absolutely and he got himself uh, an audition or potential audition for the Kenneth Branner season or whatever it was mm-hmm. last yeah, year wow yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of amazing through really. that sort of old school you'd have to make sure that you're very good at calligraphy beforehand <laughs> yeah I feel like yeah. if I, if I yeah. got one of my letters into Kenneth Branagh's room immediately it would be more like a ransom note <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. if you send these letters by Raven do you get extra bonus points as well <laughs> <laughs> old school though. probably yeah. I mean small I do have Victorian some runner boy urchin <laughs> <laughs> take this letter to BBC <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah sorry to take it back uh, Georgia like a couple more questions Fine. what would you say has possibly been one of the biggest challenges from you as a young director yeah. um i think like honestly kind of getting started like i never did like drama and stuff like that at, at school um i went to university i did english i kind of came out and came out of university going i don't really know what i want to do um and i lived in manchester um which unbeknownst to me at the time had a very like up and coming theatre scene but (laughs) god knows if I could get involved in it um and essentially like I I moved to London and I I did a I did a master's at Mountview um in theatre directing and just kind of getting a show on somewhere um and actually just breaking through and once you're kind of through and like start doing stuff it is just a case of kind of growing and and picking up opportunities where you can but actually kind of going this is what i want to do and trying to make something happen was for like a year of my life horrible um, because i was sat in manchester doing an awful admin job um and going what am i doing i have a degree and <laughs> i think we've all had sat, that moment yeah, i think we all or have another. Mm. Um, in the not so far, far not behind so future. distant past but yeah. sort of yeah spending my life shouting at a van driver was not <laughs> no. not the highlight really. it's often a good thing to be able to motivate you to be able to do yeah. it though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and kind of once i decided it was kind of nice to have that like driving force i think yeah but yeah and so off the back of that now that you are sort of a well-established young director, yeah, who has been your biggest challenge? As who? A, yeah. who? Who has <laughs> been your biggest challenge? Definitely all of the people that are. I'll in be honest. This part room. of this was directed to people within. The, yeah, yeah, out, out of. So I mean, <laughs> I have said this before, but this is a true story. Um, when we first did this show. Um, and when we first decided, like, I kind of approached everyone and went, hey, come be in the show. My friend wrote it. It's great. And I factored into the rehearsal schedule a three-hour rehearsal 
where um, Joe and Ed just sat in my living room and giggled at each other <laughs> for three mm. hours. Lies and slander. It was actually four hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the God honest truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, no, they're, they're a joy. Hilarious. They're a joy. I, I just... But no, it's, it is quite difficult like working with people who like I'm really good friends with because mm. like well, we've all worked together quite a lot uh, over the time as well joe's mm. been in shows of yours before i yeah. did one of your first shows at mountview together so it's not as if we're sort of unknown to one another either we've, mm. we've all worked together for such a long time absolutely but also there's that like distinction with kind of like oh yeah we're really good friends but also like ah oh, do this yeah so um we have all worked together which is why like we like kind of working together again mm. and mm. i obviously i'm not going to work with people again who i don't really want to work with and the mm. fact that i happily come back to these guys is mm. is you know testament so hey. everyone employ them please that would be really nice I'm, not, I'm still working on the raven, Kenneth Branagh. I'm still trying to find it. Send him a raven in your letter. I just left it on his desk. Didn't respond. Just a dead raven. Yeah. So, I mean, that actually is a good point to actually bring out to the rest of you guys as well. So, all of you have known each other for some time now. You all trained at Mount View together. So, mm. how is it to kind of come back together on these little kind of big I'd, projects? I wish I'd never asked them. They're terrible people. No, yeah. I'm kidding. They are lovely they are literally the loveliest people to work with mm. and i think it's just nice because we've all because we we did spend such a lot of time together when we were at drama school obviously it's really easy there's not there's not any awkwardness at all when we sort of all mm. get together which is really nice but it's 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 a good it's a good thing and it's nice to be able to give opportunities to people that you do know as well i'm mm. sure like georgia you'd say oh, the same yeah. it's just nice to bring people in that you worked with before yeah i don't know maybe no, not no, <laughs> um like, but also new people as well yeah new people it's awesome getting new people in but if there's that one person that like you can rely on to kind of pull back then you know there's always going to be a bit of you that wants to do that especially if you kind of have a, a mm. piece or or a bit of writing that you're like this would just suit this person really well i don't have very much time I know yeah. that we can just hit the ground running because mm. yeah you've already done all of the groundwork with them exactly. so you know how they work and you're able yeah yeah it's very true so this is also all of your t first times kind of being on the podcast on podcast format yeah. other than joe we'll yeah. get on to that oh yeah because <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. there's going to be a perfect opportunity for you to plug all of the uh, podcasts i've got them all lined up don't worry <laughs> so, yeah. so this is all of your first times being on a podcast uh how have you found the experience compared to being the stars of stage and screen <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting experience. I'd, I've been definitely wanting to get into the voiceover stuff more. And this is just a brilliant platform. And, you know, talking about the familiarity with each other, you can sort of just fuck around with it a bit. And, <laughs> a bit and you know, piss about. So, <laughs> so you say you've been looking to get into the voiceover sort of world. Yeah. You're in front of a perfectly good podcast, uh, voiceover mic right now. Yeah, that's right. What, what would you like to... Uh, have you got any sort of scripts ready? <laughs> a scripts ready? Well, not, not, maybe, not maybe necessarily scripts, but if there was a M&S value meal that you wanted to sort of oh, pitch mate. for on an advert. I think, just, just <laughs> I think E45 or something is my... Uh, no, I... I <laughs> what do you see yourself? I see myself as the E45. Yeah, E45. <laughs> for, uh, what is it? For... <laughs> 
for dry Excellent. skin. <laughs> for dry and flaky like, skin. Are you flaky? Um, yeah. <laughs> are you a flaky person? <laughs> are you flaky? <laughs> You've got flakes. <laughs> get, get more comfortable. I was going to say if you just had, if you could uh, like reel off a quick live voiceover. E45 mm. cream <laughs> is designed to soothe <laughs> <laughs> you know what? and treat all the family you know what skin. Skin. Like it does. <laughs> even eczema especially e45 <laughs> the number one selling brand for dry skin perfect i really like that yeah, yeah it's nice sure. hire this man yes <laughs> how can we reach you um, <laughs> we're going to send you a letter <laughs> no actually um everybody links to everybody's um spotlight profiles will actually be available on the juniper 2 website as will everything as i keep saying over and over again um yeah. but yeah um so you can actually find everybody's voice reels if you are interested in hearing nick do an advert that is not e45 <laughs> <cream>. <laughs> uh, that will be available on his spotlight as well i have got um, it on my voice reel no, i was trying to do it oh very nice um yeah also follow me on instagram i'm big on instagram making massive waves i feel like you don't have <laughs> instagram 416 followers <laughs> looking for more okay get him to 500 everyone get him to 500 thousand <laughs> <laughs> so i mean how has it been coming back to do the show again nick i know you couldn't actually be in the final production yeah. that was on at the white bear in 2016 but you rehearsed with all the cast right up to yeah. the show and yeah. is it nice kind of being able to come back and put your own Really, stamp on it again really nice I can't actually remember why I, c- I didn't I think you fucked the... off on holiday mate oh, I think, okay. that... <laughs> Is that yeah, I think that was yeah, genuinely yeah. the problem the to Sweden or something yes. yeah. um, no it's it's really exciting it's, I think it's such um, a cool play and it picks out on some really on the hot topic things um, it does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Of course. It, of course, it's exciting. As we said before, just to come back with these guys and you know do it again. Um, I don't think Jeff's the focal point of the play, but you know he has his. He's part. got some crackers yeah. in there. I, I, so as Jeff. I was saying earlier, I, I, I kind of think he has a very important part to be the sort of exasperated sort of adjudicator in between, yeah. mm. trying to actually bring everything one back to central yeah. point. Yeah. And I, that's still an important role to play, especially if mm. you're in that big group dynamic I think so yeah the mediator yeah being very pissed off about the fact that you're trying to get your mates to actually agree to all of this stuff he's as just well. so mm. hangry throughout the whole play yeah. I just <laughs> want to eat word. I like that expression that you used earlier on I definitely yeah. relate to that hangry hangry <laughs> how much of that would you say you did sort of derive immediately from just having to stand up the entire time <laughs> <laughs> do you know what yeah that was method acting <laughs> and irritating <laughs> something bugging me throughout no, yeah it was uh, hangry hangry acting so, I mean, you've also just finished a web series called Quick Fix. Do yes. you want to tell us a quick bit about that? Yeah, so Quick Fix is a web series, which it's exciting in the fact that uh, this girl, woman, has written this fantastic bit, which is a bit like Fleabag and Pulling, uh, those old TV series. I don't know if you've seen them, which are Fleabag, fucking yeah. hilarious. Amazing. And Pulling, which I only watched because of this show. But anyway, she's mm. brilliant. She's written it. She's produced it. She's put so much work into it. And she's been working with the BFI, which is really exciting. And it's something they do is they uh, put it to Channel 4, like six, seven-minute episodes or something like that, to then try and turn it into a little TV series. So, uh, yeah, I finished that before Christmas. Uh, the first episode and yeah the footage uh, should be coming out in June 
Okay. So yeah. by the time this uh, the podcast actually comes out immediately, you'll actually have. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be able That's to again. Yeah, we'll show links to all of that stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. All good. Get be able to get that out there. Yeah, if we get a, if we can get you a proper E forty five commercial reel done, please. In that time, that would be really good. Mm. Cure yeah. those dry skin. <laughs> <laughs> still going back to that. Still yeah. going back to that. Yes. So we've got another couple of guys in the studio as well. We're Obviously, we've got Ed and Joe Hello. just sort of sitting there waiting for your <laughs> Sorry, Hello. We're sharpening Ed. our knives while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite it's just a bit I thought you were just yeah. penning your letter to Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that bloody raven? Yeah, Kenneth. <laughs> uh, Ed, so yes. you've done a lot of work, and I know you've done a lot of work in almost the most mediums. Um, what, we, since, I, I since thought actually, we were talking about. Uh, since, no, 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 none of that. <laughs> okay. Since uh, since you left Mount View, you've done work in a large number of mediums since graduating. Mm-hmm. So, how do you sort of feel as an actor? You've had to change and adapt your performances um, across all of those different mediums. Well, um, it's always interesting when you go, especially when you start working on some on a new medium that you've never worked in before, mm. um, like. All of the stuff that I'd done before I went to Mount View had been on stage, um, so you obviously get used to projection, all of that stuff, making sure you hit the back of the room so everyone can understand you and that they can see the expressions and how expressive you are. And then as soon as you go to film or TV or something like that, then you just have to almost fight all of these things that you've learned yeah. to do on stage. Like. Um, Something that I got told in one of my film classes was control your forehead because you just, it, it's so, it, it's so expressive. And I was like, my, <laughs> I, my forehead is an expressive forehead. I've realistically never thought about my forehead being an actor. It's no, a person in its, it's own right. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous because you look, you look back at the screen when you just feel like you're not doing very much and you can see like your eyebrows going crazy and everything. And your forehead's just doing And waves. my forehead's just, yeah, creepy. Cre- up and everything so it was so it was such a small point and I was like that is a really important thing to remember just to minimalize what you're doing and to still get the same impetus and the same drive across it's it's quite a challenge and then something like radio as well where you're just working with your voice and you have to put all of that emotion just into one aspect your mouth forehead if you will (laughs) (laughs) your mouth forehead (laughs) Frowning mouth, <laughs> well, the lip, the moustache. Yeah. Um, so, it, but it's great because, as with anything, you've got these challenges, you overcome them, yeah, and you just start to feel a bit more comfortable and very rewarded by it. So, I mean, yeah. to list off a couple of the things you've been in mm-hmm. so far, you've been in Netflix's The Crown, yes. which is fantastic. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about that. Um, so, The Crown is a series about the Queen. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't Claire already know. Matt Smith. <laughs> Played by Ed Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I think my impression of the Queen would probably be a lot worse than Claire Foy's. Um, Ooh. But... <laughs> was, that a bit, was that a bit of a dig? How was it? I'm saying no, I'm such terrible. a Um... But it was it was amazing working on something like that, going from I think the thing like what I'd worked on just before that was a student film. Yeah. Where we had a crew of like four people, a cast of three people and then the director, so you had eight people. I think my maths <laughs> is correct. On Great maths, yeah. and, and then you go to something like that, we've got two hundred extras Jesus. doing a scene, um, and you're walking past them and you've just feeling that like you're involved in something that is so much bigger than yourself and never quite realising or accepting it until the end of the day when you get back to the hotel and you're like, oh my God, so that happened? <laughs> yeah. 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 That was amazing. a thing. Yeah. Fair. 
I, I mean, so uh, for taking it back to the actual um, podcast mm-hmm. play, um, is it a podcast play? What's it? Yeah, I think it's a a, like a, a it's a podcast yeah. radio adaptation. Yeah. Podcast. That's what we'll call it. Mm. When I podcast radio a- adaptation. Yeah. The pra. The pra. The pra. Grande. The pra. Tonight's pra awards. But yeah, to take it back to the pra. Back to the pra. So the power you sort of, in the first half, the power you actually had in that final sort of really big statement of yours, that kind of drove your whole character throughout the entire bit, throughout the entire scene. I mean, having that one, a lot of your sort of character rest on that one sentence, that must really sort of put a lot of pressure on that. One bit, but and that, experience, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, can, you I mean, can judge whether he gets it or not. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so everyone just based my whole performance on that one sentence. No, but it's um, just a very powerful moment, and I, yeah. I would argue that is kind of one of the big pivotal moments of that scene. Yeah, you really sort of drove that home, mm. and to be able to do that with one sort of just audio medium must be a lot of strain on working with your kind of. Your mouth, forehead, and then yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I think the good thing about that scene is that it, is that it comes later in the place. So you've got the time to build up to it, and you've yeah. got the time to or the pra as we the are pra, apparently calling nah, it. Yeah. So you've got the time to build up to it Sorry, and to find man. it. Um, well, would, would normally be the case, and it helped so much that I had done the play before, and we'd been able to do all that work on it. Yeah. I think coming back to it though, and then. The first time, the first time I did that scene, it was yeah, it was great because we had a little bit of build up, and then you stop, and then and then you have to go for it again, and then you have to find that same drive and impetus. So it was yeah, it was a challenge, but I think it's written very well, and the character himself, it it makes sense that that is how it, like what he describes himself as, and that is the center of who he is as a person. So that helps a lot as well. Yeah, and it kind of builds up over that time. Yeah. So, I mean, taking it to the gentleman on your left, naturally, from there being the sort of main character where you're sort of driven over that one statement, I would say, Joe, you kind of went through the biggest sort of roller coaster of emotions in that first half. And boy, did I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. throughout most of the show, you're sort of seen as the... As the arsehole, yeah, hey, frankly. And that's, that's something I've been called before. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And then to have it flipped at the end must be quite an interesting sort of shift to the play. Do you like that sort of character shift? Oh, God, yeah. Do you like playing the character? Because that's what you want to have a big character on, don't you? Yeah, you yeah. You want to be able to go on a journey for yeah. the piece. And I think definitely uh, the great thing about this piece is I do have that lovely journey of starting off as <laughs> the arsehole and then I love uh, that you leaned in just, yeah, yeah, the just, arsehole, just for the pure arsehole. emphasis there <laughs> an ASMR though uh, but yeah definitely to start with the arsehole and then towards the end have my complete my world turned upside down <laughs> from top to bottom from some t- would say oh, oh! oh! No. oh I'm so glad I got that in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> been waiting I, for the opportune moment for that. Good. <laughs> Sorry, Ed looked really upset that he hadn't managed to fit that into his bit. How did I not think of this? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, carry on. No, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I have my will turned from top to bottom. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, just it's cool to have kind of it's nice to play a character that I don't think I usually am I don't usually think of an arsehole but it's nice to you know have these wonderful cutting funny lines but then halfway through there's that 
beautiful kind of power dynamic change. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm on the back foot, and he's kind of on the wit and kind of yeah verbal attack where I have to I can't I can't outsmart him. It's a lot of fun to kind of do without rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how does this... Uh, naturally, you are a London-based actor who graduated from Mountain View Academy of Theatre and Arts in 2015. Recent work includes <laughs> voicing Mr. J for Harley and Me, yeah. filming the, ap- the Appy Orth. Oh, in one. Yeah, yeah. yeah nicely done. The Appy Orth, yeah. 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 And as part of the Pennyville series of your ongoing podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of the seamless link I wanted to do there. Of Could course, have yeah. uh, steamrolled that a bit faster. <laughs> but, yeah, so you... Also, are I not? You're not a podcast virgin. No, well, Tell no. us about your <laughs> podcast. Okay, so uh, what we're called Juniper Tree Unvoiced. And we'll oh, do that. Hey, <laughs> hey. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, no, James. It's not just a pretty face. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> also badly scarred on one side. No, um, basically, I do a podcast called One Wine Review. And what we do is me and my friend Andy, who I met doing a Shakespeare tour a couple of years ago, there was a lot of alcohol involved with this tour. And uh, one night, one particularly boozy night, went you know, all this wine we're drinking, wouldn't this be a great idea for a podcast? So what we do is we find an awful TV show to watch. So we watch the bottom of the barrel stuff on Netflix. We have found some absolutely awful stuff. We watch Stage School. I don't know if you remember that (laughs) before. It was god awful. It was the reality show set in a I also don't want to get sued, so if we can try not to mention some of the shows that you... Okay, I'll give them them funny titles. Um, Blage Blue. Describe the shows, describe the shows. Blage Blue. Is that reality show set in a Blage Blue? And, yeah, we we plan a bad TV show. But before we watch the TV show, we both down a bottle of wine in under half an hour. And then, oh, I uh, thought you immediately are talking like sculling it strawpedo oh, style. Oh, sculling it. Unfortunately, I'm, I don't have the kind of stamina for that. I'd oh, probably <laughs> die. Me, me neither. I, I <laughs> probably thought I was impressed. Well, no, we do it intravenously. We just that's it straight oh, in the veins. God. Medical alcohol. There was a so, third guy who used to do it as an enema. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he was hospitalised after the second. <laughs> I've not told his family where he is. But no, uh, we, so yeah, we drink a bottle of wine each. And then by the end of the podcast, we're horrifically trashed and comedy and we improv some kind of sketches and characters and songs and yeah it's been getting some traction at the moment so yeah if you fancy some co- drunk comedy uh yeah find us on itunes at one wine review yeah they're in there you're halfway through your second series now yeah you? yeah we've nice. just uh we've just done bromans which was on last year okay or as it was originally going to be called Ladiator. Which is, <laughs> that's legit fact we had no. a guy who auditioned really? the, yeah it's a guy who was going to we was auditioned to be the presenter for it. He got in contact and said it was going to be called Ladiators, which I think is a better name. Mm. That Ladiators yeah. would have been so great. Right. I would have watched Ladiators. Is it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Is it just, just a bunch it? of blokes in like really no, it's, it's sp- like spaghetti straps? So in Broman, no, it was. Fight. I did see an episode oh, okay. and it genuinely we'll was that. Oh, sh- just a lot of gold shiny thongs. It was not appealing. Oh, oh you've seen it, yeah. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> oh, oh, so oh you I, fully, I fully committed to like a few episodes. But they really sell it. Like they're in a proper <laughs> ancient Rome set. Like it, it's great. They only eat Roman food. It's it's fantastic, but it's bad. It's really, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> okay. It's god awful. I mean, uh, so how does this podcast compare? to one round review and is there an opportunity for a crossover since yours is getting uh, traction could, could we do a, a kind of a wet run of one of the plays that we've had I think we could I think we, we could definitely <laughs> do like a like a rehearsed a rehearsed reading of a play but everybody get progressively more drunk throughout as a one off so I we think could that do... would be an entire series maybe no I think my liver wouldn't stand it but definitely yeah. an episode you've got shit face Shakespeare we could do pissed podcasts yeah there we go oh. 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 we 
well, now we've sold everyone the idea. <laughs> That's Crap. It. Uh, Crap. Copyright. Copyright. 2018. <laughs> 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 no, absolutely. Yeah, we could do a yeah, I think that would. Yeah. I think that would be something for the yeah. future, definitely. So a verbal contract is legally binding. And it's on record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mostly my point. I was going to lead you into it. Get you drunk on a podcast and then force you to have us on yours. Oh, no. Just turn up one day, kick open the door with some recording equipment. Guess who? We're here. It's four in the morning. So I'm going to lead the conversation to our illustrious leader on our left. Oh, I don't know if we can quite say that. Who, but it's... who for this podcast, no. wrote her own questions. <laughs> oh, and they're terrible as well. I did them at like two o'clock this afternoon and okay, thought they were funny, so but they're we've, not. We've got totally four, we've got four no, questions. No, please don't read them. Are we each going to ask her a, a we question? We have four questions in front of me. No, um, please, they're really bad. And we are going to read them in a randomised order because two of them are mine. And let's see which one is which. (laughs) So, (laughs) Louisa, Unvoiced is your first venture into producing a podcast and creating and being in work for radio. How did the podcast come about and what are you hoping to achieve? I mean, that's obviously my yeah. question. <laughs> the fact that you stumbled the fa- over the, the fact that uh, It's so convoluted gonna, that you can I'm barely... going to go over mine as well because I'm <laughs> terrible at handwriting. Um, do I have to answer this now? And then, or are we doing yes. all four and then... No, okay. no. All right. Um, We're going to work through them. <laughs> um, so Unvoiced was an idea... Uh, well, Juniper Tree, the company, was the idea I had about a year ago. Um, and we are slowly working away to future development for the company. Um, but out of that came Unvoiced. Um, it was an idea that I had basically to give more opportunities to actors who I knew and didn't know and sort of made aware that a lot of people, including myself really, who sort of came out of drama school and went, I don't really know what I'm doing. I haven't had a huge amount of work. I've you know, feeling I want to be involved in things, I want to be doing things, but the opportunities aren't there. I don't have 10 grand to put on my own stage play, which is what it costs. (laughs) No, it sounds ridiculous, but like, you know, from start to finish and producing it and all the rest of it. I don't believe that. I've never looked into the price of A a magical sort of fringe theatre show can cost, you know, around 10 grand. Someone will definitely comment on this and go, no, it doesn't. But that was, (laughs) to do my show, it would, no, okay, but yeah. Um, And then, and then I just happened to be in the very fortunate position that I knew people like Dareth and Aaron, uh, you, you, you're here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cheers. <laughs> I realise um, I'm shooting myself in the foot by the questions that I'm about to yeah, ask Yeah, it's you. all right. <laughs> who, um, who sort of work in radio production and I've always liked podcasts. I think they're really interesting. I listen to a lot of them as well and just thought, well, hey, if we can do this for free, then let's do it. So we did that. Then this is sort of what was born out of it. So we're hoping to sort of create this as sort of a developing if people listen to it, please listen to it. Please subscribe. Um, I mean, if they are, if they're, if they're listening <laughs> to this, <laughs> so if they're unless they've just, hey, it's been like this. half an hour commitment. If you're, yeah. you're already sold on it at this point, thank you. I wonder what happens at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's basically it's created for artists by artists to promote new writing, directing, acting, and composing. We have some amazing artists all around on this podcast. Amazing artists that are creating things like all of our logos and mm. all of our marketing 
filming and doing our photography. Aaron, thank you very much for doing that because that's lovely. More than welcome. Don't uh, don't uh, thank me for that until they're edited. <laughs> until they're edited. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just it, I just wanted to do something that people could be involved in, and it didn't take too much commitment and was something fun and interesting for people to do to get people working and getting people heard and getting their voices listened to, which is the most important thing. Mm. So yeah. That's my wanky statement of the evening. I'm not going to say anything else. Fantastic. And now that your creative... And this is a question too. Now that your creative vision has been truly realised, where do you see yourself on Maslow's hierarchy of needs? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know that. I feel like that was your question. I feel like that's your question. What does that even mean? Possibly. What does that even mean? In case you're wondering, I've got it up in front of me. Oh, great. A visual (laughs) aid that no one can see. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a pyramid of uh, self-satisfaction. Right, let's have a look. So... It's a so sort it of goes pyramid. from psychological to safety to love yeah. to esteem to self actualize. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Uh, where do I see myself on that now? Yeah. I don't. I feel like I'm going to shoot myself in the foot. I don't know what that means. Um, I guess. <laughs> can you describe what it is? What is it? Is it like it's a like a, it's just a coloured pyramid, pyramid with you just can, different it, you levels. You can Google it quite it's easily. It's, okay. it's mostly just. A, it's a psychological. <laughs> I think to help kind of justify how satisfied people. you are with your life. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to go really well. so weird that Lou wrote this question. I definitely <laughs> did not write this question. Um, I do, do I actually have to give an answer to this? No, you actually don't. <laughs> I, just, I was genuinely about to try and try and try and compose an answer, but I'm I'm not going to now. But that That's was a beautiful fine. visual aid for no one to see. Thank you very okay. much for that. So you are actually the artistic director oh, of the Juniper no, Tree and this podcast. That. How has it been switching between the two roles? Oh God! Oh yeah, because I'm acting in this one as well, aren't I? Yeah. Um, it's been yes. fine. It's been a bit. I'm quite a like control freaky person. I think ninety eight percent of the time, probably. Um, and I. I wouldn't have got that from the fact that you wrote your own questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Um, no, I I found it quite difficult because obviously I've never done anything like this before. Acting, I have done before. Let's just clarify that. That bit I have done before. You can tell. <laughs> Maybe, um, if unless it's that awful. Um, no, so I've uh, being an artistic director of a company or like you know doing anything where you're trying to manage sort of thirty five odd people for a for a big project like this is not something I've never done a podcast before. This has been sort of like you know walking around in the dark a little bit, trying to figure out how everything you know how it all works, and you know I've had and and to be very very honest and to be very very thankful, I've had lots and lots of people who have have helped me no end on this everyone involved creatively casts people behind the scenes i've had so much help and also a lot of people donating their time for free so that has been amazing um and it's 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 been it's been uh, you know this has taken six months to get to this point yeah. which has been a bit ridiculous yeah this is <laughs> this is where you will get, Wait, find out that you don't what? get paid, don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> paid. no you're not getting paid uh, um, monopoly what's the, <laughs> so the, the idea is for this to, to be in development and you know it's 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 taken a long while to get here and i'm shocked that we even got here mm. to be honest but i'm thrilled and everyone's done such an amazing job and this being the final episode of the series, I'm just, you know, so grateful to everyone who's taken part and who has, you know, offered their time and, and wanted to be a part of this as well because it's, you know, it's really nice. It's lovely. No. People are oh, all that right. Is, that, is, that is beautiful. <laughs> and it really oh. shoots me in the foot because that was so nice and heartwarming that I've asked a really dickhead question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the last question? But back to my question. So, Lou, uh, back to your final question. What would you say is the best moral system to live by? <laughs> I'm not answering that. 
Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the whole you. point of this was to be like, let's not be political <laughs> about this episode. And yeah, all of your you questions t- have you been said, political. As Lou said uh, said that to me outside when we were in the break period, I was like, shit, my final question is... <laughs> <laughs> thank I you, mean, Aaron. I mean, your final question. My final mm. question. Anyway, thank you. thank you so much, guys. It's been so much fun working with all of you guys. And Thank you. Yeah, what would you say is the best moral system to live by? Ooh. Be kind to others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do those. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Guys, guys, if you want to join my religion, it's a no, 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 no. <laughs> and, <laughs> no check out One Run Review. Please do. Yeah, yeah. please do. And um, just to say, yeah, thank you so much for joining us all. And for more information on this and all of our other episodes, um, please check out our website at jtunvoice.squarespace.com or our Twitter account, which is at jtunvoice. Thank you guys so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Tonight's unvoiced after show was hosted by Louisa Smith and Aaron Rush. For more information on this and all of our other episodes, check out our website at jtunvoiced.squarespace.com or follow us on Twitter at jtunvoiced. This is Unvoiced.